You're listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. To find out more about the Whole Vineyard Church, go to wholevineyard.co.uk. Good morning, good morning. How's everyone doing this morning? Wonderful. Well, welcome again. My name is Josh. I have the privilege of bringing the Celebration Sunday message. Are you ready to celebrate? Good, good. I want to say hey to those on the top shelf on the balcony. So many people, which is incredible. Thanks for the enthusiasm up there, guys. Yeah, thank you. Wow, it's so good to be here. Today, as we've said and as we've been building up to, is Celebration Sunday. It's going to be a little bit different this morning. Um, so if you're new here, uh, it's not like this every week, although uh, we wish there was food like this every week. Who's excited about the food? You're hungry? Stunning. Um, it's going to be a little bit different, but actually it's a perfect opportunity, uh, if you are new, to hear a little bit about what God is doing in our church, through our church community. Um, and that is what we're going to be doing this morning. We're going to take some time in the midst of everything that's going on to stop and to look up, to lift our gaze and to acknowledge all that God is doing and to celebrate what he is up to. This is a moment in time before we move on in a couple of weeks into a vision series with almost binoculars looking into the future. Today is about standing in the present and saying to God and to the church, thank you and to celebrate. So here's what's going to happen. I am going to be giving a snapshot of where we are as a church community, telling some stories, um, getting some kind of updates on ministry, lots of thank yous. At the end, we're going to be honoring, taking some time to honor and celebrate some people who really have gone above and beyond um, the call of duty for the sake of Jesus and his church in our community this year. And there's loads of people we could have picked and honoring, but we're passionate about honoring people. We're passionate about celebrating hidden heroes. And so we're going to be doing that at the end of the service. Uh, But we're in a series at the minute called uh, Dream Revival. And as we've been talking about revival, haven't you sensed, if you've been with us over the last few weeks, haven't you sensed that God is moving? Haven't you sensed that God is stirring something among us? Haven't you felt the reverberations of revival or got a bit of a glimpse of glory? I don't know, is it just me or is it everyone? We're just sensing that God is moving. And that is what we want to celebrate here today. And if you want a title for today's short message, it is uh, Play Your Part in Revival. Play Your Part in Revival. And so where do I want to begin? Well, I want to share a few things that I want to say thank you to God for this morning. And the first one is growth. In pretty much every area of our church, in this moment, we are seeing God's remarkable favor. After a season of trial and difficulty through COVID, after some challenging spiritual battles, God has continued to build the church. And as I'm talking, you're allowed to get excited, okay? This is celebration. This is meant to be a party. Every week, we have new people joining us. Friends bringing friends, more cultural diversity than ever before, which is something we are so passionate about and committed to. Just a couple of weeks ago, Rach Cooper, our families and kids, pastor was part of a Nigerian naming ceremony on the eighth day of a brand new baby in our church family. It was so beautiful and so stunning and incredible. And we're seeing more people being added to our church than ever before. If you compared just as a, a Hopefully a helpful and encouraging stat. Last Sunday, 
compared to just one year before, our church has grown 64% in a year. Isn't that awesome? 64%. God is moving. And a huge number of our growth has come in the area of kids and youth. We are thrilled to have a thriving kids and youth ministry as regular attenders. On a Sunday, we have about 130 kids. It's becoming a logistical nightmare. And we've got some plans. Things might have to change, but we're, we're so excited. You've got about 175 of you, including our growing youth community who, who were sat in that big gap. You can see how many of them. We had the exodus when they went up to their youth group. So exciting. And I just want to take a moment to celebrate and honor our kids' teams. Because these guys are just remarkable, and our youth team, remarkable people. It takes about 50 people over the course of a month to serve in our kids and youth church, to create an atmosphere and an environment where our children are giving their lives to Jesus and experiencing his Holy Spirit and encountering the supernatural, laying hands on each other, giving prophetic words, reading the Bible. It's so beautiful. Many of them are out there, so I'll tell them we've done this, but can we just give them a round of applause? We love them. And if you're here in the room and you're part of our kids' youth teams, we are so thankful for you. We are so thankful. And if you're not yet part of our kids' teams, please join. <laughs> it will help. <laughs> it will help. We're seeing growth in, in so many areas. Uh, recently, the Olds, John and Sarah over there and a brilliant team planted a second location in Swanland and I was just at their Christmas gathering and it's just amazing to see what God is doing and the brilliant things that are happening there as they become established in that community. And let's just cheer them on as well. Round of applause. Last year in our baptism service, we celebrated 18 people who had made decisions to follow Jesus, and that was an incredible night. So we're growing, church. It's so exciting, but not all of that is happening on a Sunday. In fact, I would say most of it isn't happening on a Sunday. We're seeing an increase in prayer and hunger. Just at our last Monday's morning and evening prayer gatherings, we nearly had 50 people praying behind closed doors, 7 a.m. at my house. You're invited tomorrow, fresh coffee. And then 7.30 p.m. here at church. And they're just, just like the, you could really tell the health of a church, I think, by um, the health of the prayer meeting. And people are hungry and God is fanning that into flame. It's just amazing. Join us. Now, Sunday is amazing, but it is really just a fraction of what makes church church. Most of church actually happens from Monday to Saturday. During the week, our building here is a hive of activity with ministries operating, people being fed, debt being cancelled, community being built, the gospel being shared, prayer being offered. Our, our stay and play children's group on a Wednesday morning regularly sees maybe 100 people come, parents and guardians and kids. is just incredible. We've launched new home groups, um, which meet midweek and midweek gatherings, which have been brilliant. And one of the most, I would say, um, obvious ways and most uh, kind of upfront things that we've seen their Lord's hand be on over the last couple of years is in our compassion ministries. And we've told these stories, but I hope you don't mind if I tell a few more today. We have teams in pretty much every day in our church and 
out in the community, serving our city, inviting people to meet Jesus and meet needs. Every Monday we have a, a ministry, an initiative called The Table, which does a three-course meal for our homeless friends. For, it, it is a lifeline of community, and it's just amazing. Every single Monday, the team that leads that is phenomenal. We have a, a wonderful ministry called Grow Baby, which is responsible for all the dozens of prams and various things that you can see scattered all around the building. Uh, they just sort out hundreds of donations. They operate this incredible distribution center to some of Hull's most vulnerable families. And let me just give you an update from Claire, who leads the Grow Baby team. She says this, in 2022, we helped over 500 families. In the last three weeks alone, we've helped over 50. We're helping families from different cultures, backgrounds. Many are coming through support agencies, the Refugee Council, midwives, social workers, tenancy support, as well as self-referrals. And this is a text that she recently received. It says this, thank you, Grow Baby, for thinking of us. I'm really struggling to sort things out, so this is extremely generous of you. I'm getting a council property next week, so with four children under four and being a single mum, it's going to be difficult. The kindness of the gift of toys makes it a lot easier. Thank you. Isn't that awesome? Let's give that a, a round of applause. Just stunning. Stunning as we're reaching out. Um, our food bank. Uh, provides emergency food hampers for families, agencies, schools, and loads of people that are struggling in the city. We gave away in the last year 3,500 food hampers. We have teams making them up a couple of days a week and distributing them, and drivers taking them to the far reaches of the city and beyond. And um, yeah, again, it's just stunning. 3,500, so thank you for all the food that you bring in and all the time and the hours that you give on the team. We have a debt advice center called CMA. Um, and what CMA does is that it steps into the shame and the hiddenness of financial trouble, offering a no judgment hope, a helping hand. And uh, they are doing stunning, remarkable things. Here's a bit of an update from Mark, who leads the CMA team. They've had in the last couple of years 112 referrals, 55 have gone through the whole process, and the amount of debt dealt with is £460,000. Isn't that awesome? So just phenomenal. New ministries are being birthed. We've opened the living room, which is our warm space on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and we're seeing momentum. People are bringing friends, particularly reaching the Polish community on Thursdays, which is fantastic. We launched a new initiative at Christmas called the King's Table, which was a six-course meal serving about 75 of Hull's homeless community. We're working with Lighthouse to bless and serve Hull's most vulnerable women. There's so much more that we could share, and I'm going to stop there. And I want to say, church, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is the first fruits, I believe, of what God wants to do among us for the sake of our city. Why? Because God is more committed to our city than we are. Do you realize that? It's on his heart for freedom to come to heart and for justice to roll like mighty rivers, for addiction to be broken over our city in our time for the hungry to be fed, for the lonely to put in, be put in families, for everyone in our city to know and hear that Jesus alone saves and he offers life and life to the full and the kingdom of God is at hand. This is the message that we carry and 
this is what is going to be going on in increasing measure. So let's just take a moment to say thank you to God for all of this. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for all of this and more that you're doing. We're so thankful, Lord. But we ask for more, Lord. Humbly, boldly, we approach your throne and say, God, it's on your heart. There are so many more people that need help. So many more people that need to hear the good news of the gospel, Lord Jesus. Would you move in our time? Would you open the floodgates of heaven? Would you send revival, God, in our city? God, we're never going to rest on our laurels and be content with what we're doing. We're celebrating God, but we look forward and we say there is more to come. Here we are, God, as a church. Use us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we want to say thank you to God. And next up, we want to say thank you to you. Thank you, church. The reality is that everything you see and everything that happens during the week would not be possible without the remarkable service and sacrifice of so many people in our church family who lay down their lives for the sake of Jesus, his kingdom and his church. People who serve in dozens of ways for countless hours, most of which happens behind the scenes in ordinary ways, but accomplishing God's extraordinary purpose. Hundreds of you give your life away for the sake of Jesus and his kingdom, and we want to say thank you. Thank you for embodying our vision of home. Thank you for being willing to be inconvenienced. Thank you for getting up early and going to bed late. Thank you for your time and your prayers and your tears and your money and your passion and your encouragement. Thank you for those of you that serve in unseen ways, unseen by men, but seen by God. Thank you to all of those of you that show up in season and out of season when life is great and when life is tough to bring yourself to this family and to our city to serve. Now let me paint a picture of what our church family has given in terms of hours and time this year. We tried to do some maths. In fact, I spent a lot of my time doing that. We're gathering stats from as many ministries as we could count to determine how many volunteers, this is not staff, this is volunteers, who serve in various ministries across the church, Sundays, Compassion Ministries, um, all of the ministries that we have. And we've discovered that as a conservative estimate, our church, you guys, have given in the last year 25,000 hours. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? You can, you can cheers that. It's almost difficult to grasp. It's almost difficult to grasp, but um, if we paid all of you minimum wage, that's about, that's about a quarter of a million pounds. So thank you for saving us a lot of money. We so appreciate it. So thank you for all that you do. Let me just break that down by painting a picture of our Sundays. Every Sunday we have 50 plus incredible team, volunteers serving in so many ways You'll have seen them today, our welcome teams, our car park, our hospitality teams running cafe and bar, our leadership year, there's 16 of them on the leadership year this year who come every single Sunday early and stay late to make church happen. Our worship teams who led us so well today, we have four worship teams, um, they practice midweek too. Uh, we have kids, youth, student teams on duty. Uh, we have media teams, sound teams, camera teams, live stream. We have a photography team. We have a photographer here today. Let's give a wave. 
Do you want blue steel from me? It's horrible. If you knew that, we don't actually think like that. We have, uh, it's just a document, a paint a picture of what God is doing so we can invite our city into it. It's, it's, uh, yeah. We have a team called the Home Team, which helps clear our grounds and do gardening and make it look beautiful. We have people who clean the toilets and set up the chairs. And people say, why? Why were you in this morning at half eight? putting chairs out, making the chairs look beautiful. Why do you care about the chairs? And we say it's because we're building a home. It's because we're building a home. The why for everything is we're building a home. And if you're here today and you say what drives the whole Vineyard Church, the vision is home. This is our heart. This is our calling. It's our heartbeat. It's our vision. We're building a home. We're building our home first and foremost where God dwells. Do you know this is God's house? This is not our house, this is God's house, and so we want to create a home which reflects him. Where every detail demonstrates his kindness and his beauty, where every moment offers his heart and his welcome and his presence, when anyone can come and experience the love of God. Where we do things as well as we can because we do things for him and he is worthy of our best. We're building a home for God, but guys, we're also building a home for our city, for those that are not yet Part of us is a place where everyone is invited and everyone is welcomed, where there is a space for you. How many of you invite guests to your house and don't bother cleaning or putting the heating on or laying the table? If you want to know our why, it's this. Our why is to lay the table in the presence of God so that our city can feast on him and come to life. We salt the car park when it's cold, A, for safety, but B, because we value people and we love people. We run the live stream because there are people in our city not yet ready to step foot in our home, but we can be in theirs. And we can say, hey, we love you and you're invited. Anytime you want to come, you're welcome. Every ministry across our church is geared towards home. And without the remarkable people in our community, we wouldn't be able to do that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, church. Thank you for all that you're doing. Can we just give you all a round of applause? So much good, so much to celebrate. But look, here's where I want to kind of bring it to land. There is more to do. This is just the beginning. All that we're seeing, all that we're doing, all the growth, it's just a foretaste of what God wants to do in our church. Guys, there are 300,000 people that call our city home who don't know Jesus. We've got to go and get them. We've got to create space for them. We've got to be ready for welcome them. What if revival came? Would we be ready? Or would we be, I mean, we would be freaking out in a good way, but would we be ready? How do we get ready for revival? Well, let me say it starts with us in this house. So I want to ask every single one of you, maybe you're here for the very first time. Maybe you've been here for a very long time. But this is the question, will you play your part in revival? Will you join us as we move to new places that we've never been as a church, where this building becomes too small, where we're reaching more people than we know what to do with, where God looks at us and sees a family who are relentlessly committed to seeking first his kingdom, who are constantly positioned for whatever he might do or whoever he might bring, who dream big dreams and pray wild prayers, who are willing to surrender everything for the sake of king and kingdom and for the one not yet part of us.
who are willing to leave the comfort of this building and go to get those that are far away from God, who live in purity and consecration, who uh, love their neighbors and serve our streets, who are willing to play their part. Are we willing to say yes to this? So will you join us? Will you play your part? Paul writes to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 12 and he paints a picture of church being like a body made up of many parts. And the point is that every single one of the parts of the body are vitally important for the health and therefore growth of God's people. Let's just read, if we can, from verse 14. It says this, Even so, the body is not made up of one part but of many. Now if the foot should say, Because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted to be. You're here for a reason. Church, God has placed you here. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, and that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Verse 27, now you, hear this for you, hear this for you. now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Church, each one of you is a part of this house, is a part of this home, this body. You belong here. You're invaluable. You're indispensable. We need you. You bring something to this community that no one else does. Without you functioning and involved, everyone else misses out. We need you to say yes and get involved, to play your part, to serve in some way. And if you feel, in Paul's language, weaker or unpresentable, you need to know you're extra special. There is an extra special place for you here. We want you involved too. Will you play your part, church? I'm learning this with my daughter, Ivy, who's two, that in a home, everyone plays their part. In a family, everyone contributes. Everyone gives what they can to serve one another. Ivy is two years old. And her favorite thing is to help. She just wants to help out around the house. I don't know if other kids are like this or she's just weird, but she just loves helping out. I said, Ivy, you've got so many toys. Let me go and empty the dishwasher. And she doesn't want to play with the toys. She wants to help Daddy empty the dishwasher. She wants to be there with us and participate in making a difference. And so we let her. She loves it. We're at a, my, uh, her great-grandma's 93rd birthday yesterday, and she was going around to groups of people offering crisps. And we give her a, we let her dry the cutlery and we give her a cloth and she puts the cutlery, she puts the wet cutlery back in the drawer. She does a terrible job. <laughs> but nevertheless, she contributes to the home and it's beautiful. 
And it teaches her responsibility and dignity and value and belonging and affirmation, all the things so important when building a home. And this is what we want to offer for every single person here. We discovered that the greatest thing that we can offer people to feel part of a church, part of the family, is for them to join a team, to step into the purpose of God, to actually give for something beyond themselves. And that is same in a home and a family, but it's also the same here. And so church, we would love everyone who calls this place home to get involved and join a team. Historical stats in most churches show that usually 20% of the people do 80% of the evangelism or work or, or organizing of church. It's the 20 and 80 principle. We did some number crunching and we're not far off double that. There's nearly 40% of people doing most of the work around here. That's incredible. But that still tells us that there's just over 60% of people, many of whom are new to church, that are yet to join a team, that are yet to find a place to serve and give and get blessed by their giving. It also tells us that a lot of people have not yet found their place, have not yet found that place to serve and contribute, who maybe have not yet felt invited or valued enough to join and you need to hear me this morning, we need you. In the body of Christ, as Paul writes, we need everyone. There is so much more that God wants to do in our time. And if we want to see revival, I believe we have to be ready for revival. So it's whatever you can bring. Whatever time you have, join us. You have a place here. You have a part to play. If you're new here today, join us. Let us know. We would love to help you get connected. If you've served before and become disillusioned, let me encourage you, give it another shot. Give it another shot. And if you're here and you serve lots already, ask the hard question whether Jesus is inviting you to do something else, to create room for someone new that might want to join in. So where do we suggest you start? Something like this, we've created some actual concrete ways to engage in this. And here is where we suggest you start, guys, as we prepare for growth, prepare for the next season, prepare for all that God wants to do. We need you to join a Sunday team and play your part in revival. Here is where we suggest if you've never been part of a team, one Sunday, one service, once a month for two hours. That's it. If everyone said, yeah, I'm in, it would revolutionize everything. It would actually enable us to do so much more as a church. You'll find these serve home cards on your chairs. And if you would like to, and you're not part of a team, I'd encourage you this morning to sign up. If you want to join a new team and you have a bit of extra time, I'd encourage you, grab one of these and sign it up. And sign up. If you're sat next to someone that you know is not on a team, sign them up. We'll have, uh, in all of our toilets on the back of the doors, you'll notice we have these QR codes. So while you're in the toilet today, whatever you're doing, scan it. Take every opportunity. You can fill one of these in. Put it in the box on the welcome desk. We will be in touch with you to just let you know what is available. This is not signing your life away. It's just saying, do you know what? I want to play my part in revival. I've just got a couple of hours that I can give out of a month. You may be busy, lots going on. Just say yes, and we will let you know the details. Because if we want to step into all that God has for us, we need everyone to play their part in order to welcome people with greater purpose and excellence. We need you. 
We need more car park teams who are the first guests that people, first people that guests visit who offer a smiling face. We need more welcome team who sit at tables with anxious people on their first time to church and offer maybe a smiling face and a cuddle and a hug, not a cuddle. <laughs> Oh, so creepy. If you're you're watching online, you don't have to cuddle. I'll read out what I was... The the point was that if someone's grieving, you can put an arm around them. Uh, We need more people to put out chairs so that new people can come in and feel like there's space for them. We need more sound team to craft a beautiful sound worthy of the King of Kings. We need more photographers to document the story of our community in a way that draws people towards Jesus and speaks of home. We need graphic designers and artists who can prophetically cast a vision which compels the hearts of men and women towards Jesus and home. We need hands and feet, people who can come midweek to serve and bless our city and who are willing to serve. We need people who are passionate about cleaning. We need people who are passionate about sweeping. We need people who are just willing to say, I'm not really passionate about anything, but I love Jesus and I'm willing to say yes to the next thing. We need people, if you've got a heart for kids and youth, we need you. We are bursting at the seams and we're anticipating significant growth and we need more team in order to be ready for that. Fill in a card. If you've got a dream or a gift that you have that you've never offered to serve the church, maybe an ear for sound or an eye for design or a knack for photography or gift of writing, let us know. Let us know. Maybe you've just got a bit of time and happy to do anything. Please get involved. Will you play your part in revival? One Sunday, one service, once a month. Grab a card, fill it in. That would be incredible. Are you up for that, church? All right. Now, what we want to do now is um, take a moment to honor and celebrate some people in our church who have gone above and beyond. There's, there's many of you um, that we could have picked, and we're going to be doing lots more of these moments because one of our core values at home is celebrating and honoring people. Um, but the people that we want to just give us a, a special gift to and invite up, um, there's three groups of them, and um, these are people that just carry the heart of home and carry the heart of the Lord and have served in so many ways um, that most people will never see this side of eternity, but they are heroes, hidden heroes. And so we're going to cheer them on and honor them and give them a gift. And the first group of people that I want to invite up are Teresa, Jackie, and Deborah. Where are you guys? Come on up. Come on up. Let's give them a round of applause. Come on. You guys are amazing. I know, I know for you guys this is uncomfortable. And... Uh, you, are, you, you just serve so faithfully in the background, but it's important to honor and to celebrate and to say thank you for all that you do. I've got a bit of a list, and there's probably lots that I'm forgetting, but Teresa, Mother Teresa affectionately, you are known throughout the church. Um, you, you serve on our leadership year this year. Um, you, you're at the table every single week. You're in for stay and play. If you come most, most days during the week, actually, Teresa, you're there, as are, as are the rest of you. Um, you're now on our CMA team coming in on Thursdays, and 
you live away away, you don't drive and you get the bus in and you're walking lots, you are an absolute hero, Teresa, and we love you. We are so thankful for you. Jackie, next up, you are um, just such a phenomenal, much-loved part of our church family after joining just a couple of years ago. Um, you've served so faithfully, so relentlessly. And uh, again, you're, like the three of you, you're always here, Jackie. feels like you, you are always here. This is very much your home. Um, I know that. And um, you're on our, our leadership year. You're part of the living room. You run our cafe for the stay and play uh, parents and, and guardians, you're here at the table. Anything and everything you do, you check the fridge thermometers. I bet, I bet you never knew that we have to do that. There are millions of hidden jobs. Jackie, thank you for checking the fridge thermometers. And Deborah, just you are a bundle of joy. We love you so much. You're, you do just about everything as well. Students, you were out in the car park today, weren't you? You're here early. You're part of our leadership year. You're there on the PowerPoint media screen as well. And um, guys, you're just, I, I, it's almost difficult to put into words, but we are so thankful for you. Deborah, you remember you used to watch our sermons when you were living in Nigeria. You came over as a student and just threw yourself in. And, um, yeah, we're so blessed to have you. And we've got a, we've got a gift for each of you. Um, so let's just, can we stand up and just give them a round of applause? Just to honor. This is just a very small... Very small token of our appreciation to you. You absolutely incredible. We have a, a there's a gift, a gift card in the cards and a bunch of flowers. And I believe um, Teresa and Deborah, you live together, don't you? You're gonna have a beautiful smelling house. <laughs> so thank you guys. You can sit down. But you'll be getting back up in just a minute. Uh, the next two people that I want to invite up um, are Eddie and Mally. Come on up, guys. Come on. Come on up. You got it. Uh, these guys are two of my favorite, favorite people. Um, been in the church a, a long time. And um, <laughs> flattery, yeah. Uh, now, this is well overdue. We had actually planned to do this uh, over a year ago, and then COVID complicated things. I even wrote you a card, and I had to rewrite it again today because it had Happy Christmas in it <laughs> from a year ago. So this is well overdue, but, um, you know, when we weren't gathering during lockdown and we were reaching out and we were serving our city and we were committed to building a, a vision of home, one of the major things that we did was renovating our cafe. And what so many people enjoy today uh, and what actually offers our city the whole time we're open is 
in a remarkable welcome and picture of home um, would never have happened without you two. You created a woodworking workshop here at church. You built all of our tables, our desks, helped make it look beautiful. Um, I, I was kind of project managing, and I didn't have a clue. So without these guys basically project managed the whole thing. And uh, you spent so many hours just working behind the scenes. And we never got to publicly thank you. And I know this is, again... You don't do it for this, but for us, we want to say thank you. We love you guys. We're so thankful for your hearts and for your time and for your energy and for how you've served our community of Jesus. And um, yeah, thank you. Let's jump up and give them a, we've got a gift. Now, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can get you flowers if you want, but we thought you'd enjoy this. So you've got, there's a gift card in the card, but we've also given you both uh, Papa's fish and chip vouchers. So you can, we know you love fish and chips, and John and I do too, so um, just let us know when you want to go, and, uh, <laughs> but thank you for everything, we love you guys, and um, yeah, bless you. Stunning, one more group of people, just some very, very special husband and wife in our church that we want to honour today, uh, Paul and Felicity Mazzotti. Where are you guys? are um, two of my heroes. We have uh, journeyed kind of with you. You were in our home group for a while. And um, to a bit of background for Paul and Felicity, um, from the Congo, moved over, um, have seven kids, which you're my hero for no other reason than that. <laughs> and they're seven remarkable kids, all upstairs in our kids and youth. Um, and... I guess for the first number of years while you were in England, life could have been characterized by disruption and unrest. There was, um, came over as refugees and uh, there was so much uncertainty about where you were going to live and whether you'll have um, kind of a, a status allowing you to stay here and coming over with kids. Um, you, I've never met people in the midst of all of that who have such solid foundations on Jesus, who are such people of faith and prayer and commitment. You guys have served in the church when um, considering the storm that surrounded you so consistently was just astounding. Um, for the kind of year you're in our home group, you get two buses to, just to come to home group and you would come and contribute and um, cook food for us and uh, 
you really are a model of Jesus followers, both of you, and, and are committed to a life of prayer. And you're involved in so many different areas, just planted a home group um, in September. And you are heroes, and we just want to celebrate you two and honor you. And we want to say as a church, we love you, and we're so thankful for you. And we thank God for you. I always say, Paul, you say this is like your favorite thing. We thank God. We thank God for you, Paul. We love you. You guys are so amazing. And we have a, uh, a little gift. Let's give him a round of applause. Wonderful. Well, have a seat. It's quite, it's quite moving, isn't it? Very moving. Wow. Beautiful. Powerful. Thank you. And there are so many other people that we could thank. And this is such a, a beautiful thing. We're going to be doing more of these, um, one later in the year, hopefully. Uh, so let's just take a moment to pray. And uh, before the food is feasted on, uh, do, you want to, do you want to say something, John? Yeah, perfect. Can we thank Josh? He's one of my favorites. And a hero and a gift. You really are. So thank you. That was so, so moving, wasn't it? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, I felt like, as you were sharing, uh, God just wanted me to kind of read the Great Commission over us again. Because this is what it's about. And Jesus came to them and said, and before that, some worshipped Jesus and some doubted him. And maybe you're here this morning and maybe that's... You could say you're in one of those camps, maybe there's some doubt there, and the Lord still is inviting you just to step out. Because even when we doubt, it doesn't change who God is. And even when we're faithless, He is faithful. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So actually as we go in his authority to disciple people, to reach people, all the things that we do, and as we all do our little bit, as Josh so beautifully said today, we can reach more people, and we know that he's with us. And I'm so frustrated because I really want to sign, put something in here. I, I, I'm the pastor, I don't know what to put. <laughs> but, uh, car just, park team. Yeah, please, Lord. <laughs> Can I retire and join the car park team? I'm desperate to join. Most of the ministries won't allow me anywhere near, but I'd love to. And I was just, as you were sharing, reminding, reminding myself of just stories, just flashbacks of uh, when I was younger and just the jo absolute joy just to 
you know, do those things that are unseen and to go the extra mile and just to be, I mean, they were just the best, they're like the best days. Um, I was part of like a mega church, it's for England, it's like 2,000 people in Bradford. And they gave me the job for, uh, it was a very, the, the kind of, they had the car park and then this is where we might end up, but we had uh, golf buggies. And I was in charge of the golf buggy to go and fetch people from down the road to bring them into church. And I'm believing some golf buggies. That's how uh, crazy things will get. And um, yeah, just doing things like that was such a joy until I got fired <laughs> because some people complained about my driving. Gross misconduct. Gross misconduct. I was apparently taking the corners too fast. And then uh, what kind of was the icing on the cake? One of my friends uh, said, oh, can I have a go? And I was like, yeah, go on then. He hadn't been trained or was on team. I gave him the keys and he drove into the building <laughs> in front of the pastor. And so I got hauled in. I think that was my second warning. I was only a volunteer and I, I was getting warnings. Like, <laughs> Anyway. But what a joy, you know, this is where we... Uh, this is what church is all about, isn't it? And um, so many of you, we could have, as Josh said, honoured. And we do it for him, don't we? We do it for the audience of one. Um, but I think it's really good just to publicly do what we've done. And so that was, that was amazing, Josh. So just as we pray, I think we want to take a couple of minutes out. And um, this isn't to kind of put undue pressure. Some of you need to go away and pray and talk to the family. But uh, it's, to, it's to put something on this and to, to fill that in and I felt I just there's one thing I just want to say to be a little bit prescriptive was it'd be really good as you've mentioned about our growth in, in kids and all that's to come for uh, people who don't have children or maybe have children but they've maybe grown up um, to sign up to help on our kids team that would be really really helpful because it's you know as if I mean all hell broke loose in our house this morning. It was a disaster. And so, you know, it is a blessing to some of our families who may have young kids. Uh, I, I, I think it would be really good to serve our families that if you're not at that stage at the moment to come and, and join the team, and that would be a, a real blessing. If we all do a little bit, it, it can amount to, to much. So do you want to just close in prayer, Josh? Yeah. Father, Son, Spirit of God, we love you. We worship you. And God, all this is for you. We're so thankful, Lord, for all that you're doing amongst us. We're so thankful for all the people that you've brought to us. We're so thankful for um, all that you're going to do. Lord, in this moment, we just, uh, we give you everything we are again. We give you every bit of our life. We lay it on the altar before you, Lord Jesus. It's yours, God. Come and have your way. Come and rule and reign in this place. And Lord, may our doors be flung wide open. And may you, Holy Spirit, be poured out upon our city in greater measure than ever before. Here we are, God. Use us. We love you. Come, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Guys, if you want prayer for anything, just make your way to the front. Um, our ministry time today will be uh, eating delicious food together, gathering around the table. That is part of this. Um, but let me encourage you, just take this in. Again, it's not signing your life away. It's just simply saying, I'd like to serve somewhere. We will be in touch with you to give you more details and to chat about where is the best place for you. Um, you can do it online. If you're tuning in online, you are not, we want you to get involved too. We would absolutely love it. In fact, we would love some people online chatting to those online welcome teams. Lots more. We're reaching lots of people online. So fill one of those in, please. That would be incredible if you're not yet part of a team, if you want to do something different, if you have extra time. Thank you for coming. We love you. Bless you online. And... Let's have a wonderful time eating delicious food. Thank you for the food, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to wholevineyard.co.uk forward slash connect. And to stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church, go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.